Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Man, it is such a good morning to be in the house. How many of you are thankful for the house? Pastor uh, Sam and I were just talking about this uh, in the green room. Like, how weird is it that people on on uh, Sunday morning are in the house of God? Like, you go to different places or on vacation, and people are just walking around, uh, and it's like, dude, what? You don't go to church, or like, or what? You know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. But you know, I was there. If you know a little bit of my story, I definitely did not grow up in the house. I grew up in the world. I was a professional world doer, not a professional Christ lover. Um, and, uh, you know, I walked through some, some challenging seasons, um, you know, around five or six is actually where my life kind of like got a little crazy. My parents ended up splitting up. I know they were going through very hard seasons and times, and, but God is so good that he actually revealed this to me during, I think it was Pathfinders last year. Uh, when I was in PFA, he actually started revealing this to me. Yeah, let's go. Shout out. Well, PFA plug. Get there to the conference. Um, but in that season where God was, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know who, you know, my heavenly father was. And where the enemy was really doing a work in my life, trying to strip my family apart, pull my father away, uh, you know, just going through some dark seasons is actually, you know, around that five or six age range uh, is where God brought Kaylee into my life. Yeah, so if you didn't know, uh, you know, it was pre-planned on uh, my side of the family to marry Kaylee. It was not pre-planned on uh, her side of the family to marry me. Um, but yeah, my mom was like, Hey, we'll do whatever you need to do to get, uh, to that amazing woman. That's going to change your life forever. Uh, literally convinced her to move across town to go to the high school she was at. And my mom said, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to, uh, get you out of your dysfunction. But I know. I was a mess on legs, and Kaylee, literally, uh, we started dating in ninth grade, um, and she has just been such a, a, an answer to prayer for not just me, but for probably my entire family, like, yeah. Yeah, come on. Love you, babe. Uh, she actually brought me to Jesus. I think it's because I brought her and drove her away from Jesus for so long. She was like, okay, I need to like call my Grammy who's here this morning. I preached a message in junior high about the power of the praying grandma and, uh, and the power of the praying grandma, power of the praying anyone in your life will literally change your life. Uh, told Kaylee, you got to get plugged into a church. She got plugged into a church while we were over in Florida. I came, uh, encountered Jesus for the very first time, got stationed over here in around 2016 and uh, sitting, you know, right in this area around, probably right where Rhett is, uh, someone was preaching the word of God. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I just remember the Holy Spirit convicted on my heart 
raised my hand, sprinted down to the altar. And, uh, and ever since then, God has just been bringing me through this process of freedom. Process of freedom. So the title of my message this morning is How to Find Freedom. How to Find Freedom. I'm going to read really quickly in Malachi chapter 3. Uh, the amazing Jess Garcia preached out of Malachi chapter 3. I'm going to go a few verses before uh, verse 10, starting uh, in verse 2. It says, But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Now, reading that, you're like, oh, that's cool. You know, the, the refining process, like, that sounds cool for gold. But in my own life, I don't know, like, that kind of sounds a little uh, intense, a little, a, little, uh, a little messy, a little hot. Uh, being in this place, I know sitting uh, just in seats uh, multiple Sundays, probably in a row, for months, there just being a hot, fresh word that is just literally melting tears out of my eyes uh, and God really doing a thing in my heart, restoring things. But the refining process of gold, what happens is you actually take gold, uh, a goldsmith, I think that's what they're called. I'm not a goldsmith at all. Um, I don't even wear white shoes except for today. And uh, so this is it's just a lot of new things this morning. Um, if you didn't recognize... If you didn't recognize me because of uh, the old Danny giving me the mullet or no mustache, it might be because I'm wearing white shoes. You're like, dude, who is this guy? Who is this guy? But you put them on, and then you, like, look in the mirror, and you're like, dude, those look actually pretty good. Like, where has this been? I put on this, like, I think this is a shirt jacket thing, and we're shopping for it. Uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. There's a lot of process this morning, getting to this morning. But we're at the store, and I'm putting these, like, jackets on, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this one looks really good. Put on another one. I was like, whoa, that one looks really good. I was like, dude, like, I need to get out more, you know, from, like, the van store and, like, the thrift store. Um, or if you're, uh, you know, like, I think me and Danny both can attest to this. We don't shop at Plato's Closet. We shop at David's Closet. David has sewn multiple... <laughs> pairs of jeans into my life. Um, but if you, if you take gold, you take gold, right? Here we go, bringing it back. Take gold and you put it through a, a crucible or a furnace uh, and you heat the gold up. What ends up happening is the impurities start to rise. The, uh, the metals uh, that are actually making the gold not fully pure start to come up. And in, 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 you know, multiple services, there has been multiple times where there has been these impurities that were on the inside of me that I didn't even know I was walking around with, walking around with shame, walking around with guilt, walking around with stuff that I shouldn't be carrying. And these things are coming up on the inside and God's trying to, this morning, start to remove some of those impurities out of your life. So my first point of how to find freedom in the fire is you have to face your pain and let others in. You have to face your pain and let others in. During that last worship song, we were talking about pushing back the darkness. 
And it's, uh, you know, it was just speaking to me uh, right there in that moment of, man, I can't actually push something back if I'm not facing it. If I'm running away from my pain, which I did for so many years when my parents, you know, ended up parting ways. And I just always sought this, uh, this ap- approval of people where, you know, I wanted to seek that love. I wanted to have that from my own father. And where there was a gap in that, I was putting that in other people. And people, you know, would, I don't know if you've been around long enough for people to let you down, but people let you down. And, and it, was, it would almost like be these marks on my heart, but it wasn't because uh, it, was, it was out of me just seeking the approval of people, me actually wanting just to be approved in love. And so when pain would come, I would actually not try and face it and confront it. I would run away from it. But I can't actually push back the darkness if I'm running away from the pain that I need to face. And in Proverbs 27, 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And uh, again, you know, that sounds great for uh, swords and, and metal things, but in our own life, it, it probably is a little bit painful. And, and what I found in my own life was when I actually confronted and faced the pain where I thought that would cause more pain, it actually caused freedom and healing. I'll sip to that. And it was actually, I'm kind of bummed that Peter Torado is not here this morning, but Peter Torado, uh, you know, in 2016, when we first showed up to, uh, you know, C3 at a time, Awaken Now, um, it was actually in this circle right here in this area, the stage, I think, was a few feet back. It was straight. It wasn't round. And I was standing right here. And that was the very first time that I experienced this Bible verse as iron sharpens iron. There was those, yeah, husband's like, yeah, I remember that, dude. Saturday morning men's prayer. Come on. There was only like, I mean, there were times where there was three of us. There were times where there was 20 of us, and it didn't matter. I was showing up knowing that I need to open up, be real, be vulnerable, be transparent, and actually talk about my pain and face it. And it was in that moment when Peter Torado said, hey, I want you to pray. And I was like, okay, like, are we just going to stand in here, you know, like in my head? I don't, I don't pray out loud. I'm not there yet. I don't know what that life is like. I haven't unlocked that door. And I remember literally thinking in my head, what are people going to think? Like in that moment, I'm like, dude, what is someone going to, like, what if I say the wrong thing? Like, what if I sneeze? Like, and it just throws everything off. And then people open their eyes like, is this dude all right? And the very first moment where God, and, you know, and I love that when we were doing it, it was like we're at the altar. You know, we just held it right here. And in that, it was the very first time that I actually overcame the fear of thinking what other people are going to think of me when I speak. Thinking like, no, it doesn't matter what other people are thinking about me. It's just me connecting with the Father. And Peter told me that too. He said, don't think about what other people are thinking. And it was like he knew that I was thinking about what other people are going to think of me. And so I don't know what you're walking through this morning, what, what pain that you're facing, the pain that you're carrying. You know, part of me uh, that, you know, the, the, the heaviness sometimes where there's things that happen in life. And I know that we're all walking through our own journey and we all have different things that we're carrying. But when my dad actually came to church uh, uh, just a little while ago, a couple a year or two ago. Um, 
and, and talking about just God's redemption power, even when we can't see it, even when we, we're like, dude, he, you know, he gets, he's gone again, and it's just like just one after another, and I'm like, dude, what is happening, God? Like, you know, I'm facing it, I'm, I'm getting prayer for it, and I remember there was, uh, the, I, I bring him to church, and, and he's just like, he's, you know, he's not super stoked, but he's kind of stoked, um, and and he was like, dude, I'm not going literally anywhere besides the back row. I was like, dude, that's totally fine. I'll be back there with you. Don't even worry. And we're sitting up where Ted and the boys are up at, and we're in worship. And I'll never forget this moment because, you know, again, he wasn't like around super much, and we just didn't really hug a whole lot, uh, you know, all those things. But so we're standing up back there during worship, and I have my hands raised, and um, and, uh, and, and he just grabs my hand and for literally two worship songs, like two whole worship songs, he's holding my hand with my hands raised, knowing like God is doing some victorious work in this moment. And it was such a reminder for me to share that this morning, that wherever you're at with your pain, you can stand with your hands held high, knowing that God has the victory for you. When you can't see it, maybe you can't feel it, maybe you don't even realize what the actual outcome you want is, but God is meeting you exactly where you're at this morning. So I just encourage you today, let's face the pain and let others in. Talk about some of the stuff that you're walking through. Maybe not to your coworker who doesn't know Jesus, but find someone in this room at Men's Prayer, Women's Prayer, uh, in your connect group, find someone to actually talk about some of that pain. Let someone into your story and let that sharpen you. Okay, we got through number one. Here we go. Number two. Thought number two on how to find freedom in the fire is you have to have joy through perseverance. Joy through perseverance. In Isaiah 61, I, don't, I actually didn't give it to, uh, to the production team, but they're so amazing. Uh, it was hitting me during worship, but Isaiah 61 says, bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Take the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Now, when I was thinking of joy through perseverance, man, there's so many times in my life where I was like, you know, just not having joy. Um, and, and it was kind of more like PO'd, you know, uh, or I was a little bit bitter, uh, I was resentful, I was even, you know, there were times where I'd just be so full of shame or just something where it would actually just draw like the misery out of me, and, and, uh, and God was speaking to me about this, like, why joy? Like, why joy? And joy through trials, through things that are hard, things that you're walking through, it is so much easier to thank God and praise him when we have a spirit of joy on the inside of us rather than despair on the garment of despair. When we're walking around and we are every little thing, and, and Kayla can totally amen and attest to this, where sometimes I'm like, I don't even, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I don't even want to think of it. Like, I'm just, I don't want sometimes it's like I don't even want joy. And I'm like, dude, what am I thinking? Like, why do I why would I not want joy? And Kaylee, uh, you know, Kaylee's walked out this process a lot with me here uh, for many years. We've been married for nine. Come on. I know I look like I'm 14, 
and been married for nine. I know it's a little weird, weird math. Um, no, I'm 29. Crazy. I know. Wow. Almost 30. I don't know what that is going to be like when you cross that road. You're like, like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I'll move on. My bad, my bad, my bad. That was my bad. It was my bad. But Kaylee would say this thing to me all the time, and it frustrated me at the beginning, and then it started working. And then that's when it almost frustrates you even more, where you're like, when your wife's telling you something, and you're like, ah, you know. And then it actually works, and then you're like, wow, dang, okay. Like, I got to really check my pride here. But she would say this thing, and, and it was, um, she, was, she would just be like, if you're just frustrated, if you're mad, sad, all the stuff, she would just be like, just smile. And then I'd just be like, I don't want to smile. And then she'd like, just smile. Literally, you being so frustrated at this circumstance and you smiling will shift something to where now you're actually laughing at yourself for smiling and how ridiculous you probably look to other people that you're just randomly smiling. And then I started doing it. And then I would just, my whole attitude would shift of like this joy would just start coming upon me from a smile from me just actually choosing to smile. And that, that, the other part of joy is you have the opportunity every single day, every single moment, doesn't matter what you're walking through, but just like Isaiah said, that oil of joy, you can choose to put on the oil of joy. You can choose to put on that garment of praise. And in Nehemiah 8.10 says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, if the joy of the Lord is your strength, then that means that when, you're, when we're bitter, when we're frustrated, when we're a little ticked off, it's almost as if that strength is now activating the, 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 the enemy to push against your life. Where we're sacrificing the strength of joy from the Lord, we're now compromising with bitterness and frustration and now activating that strength in our life. And and one, one area of my life, and, and I know uh, it's 10-10, it's and I'm going to drop a little something pretty heavy in your lap really quick, but it's okay. I think sometimes we just need to be real. We need to be vulnerable. We need to actually meet each other where we're at. And, and one thing that I was walking through uh, in, in 2020 is my mom passed away. And one of the heaviest, it was, it was a very heavy season of my life. And one thing that I actually never shared uh, and, and it wasn't until I think I, I opened up to, I think probably Vincent about it. I was talking with Vinny, um, most likely, cause that's, you know, iron sharpening iron. We really get into the nitty gritty of things of life, but I just told him and I opened up about what actually was so painful. And the, the pain actually came from when my sister, we were at the house and my sister just wanted to see her. And I was like, dude, you don't want to do that. Like, I know, I'm an adult, you're kind of an adult, and I know that this is not what you want to do. So we did it anyway. And when we walked in, it was just like seeing the, the actual reality of it um, was just so hard, so brutal. And it, was, it, it, it wasn't, yeah, it brought a lot of pain knowing that she passed. But when you actually see it, then it's just like, it was like the enemy just scarred my heart. And I didn't realize that I was actually holding so much pain from her passing away from not just the act of it, but the actual sight of it. And I thought I got healing from it. I thought I restored it. 
I thought that there was, and I, and I grieved. I, it wasn't like I just retreated and, and you know, hid in a corner and, and did all that. I, I actually was, was healing healthfully, but until that moment of opening up of like, no, this is actually like that pain that hit really hard, me facing that and opening up and then choosing choosing joy over the hardship of that pain, replacing that pain with the garment of joy of like, man, my mom was right here down at the front when it wasn't cool to come down at the nine and and the 11, just praising her face off and knowing that, you know, we had uh, the first time I was actually ever on stage was, and this is my, this might be why you don't recognize me is because I was in flip-flops and board shorts the first time. And we had three generations lined up to get baptized with my mother being one of them and knowing knowing that the spirit of the Lord was upon her that I don't need to actually rest in despair but rest in joy and let that be my strength so I don't know where you're at this morning with joy maybe Maybe you're just walking through some very heavy stuff. Maybe that was a little heavier than what you're walking through, or maybe what you're walking through is even heavier than that. But I just encourage you this morning to choose joy over heartache and breakthrough. I just encourage you to choose joy over being bitter and offended and frustrated and replace that with joy in Jesus' name. Come on. Here we go. Amen. Amen. Last point. And I even wrote, I will land the plane on this. Sometimes you just gotta. And I don't even fly. And this analogy of just, it's like, I think if, if we did a, uh, Kevin, can, Kevin can take some notes. I think there should be like a, a, a church, you know, meme, memes of just like sayings. Like you don't really hear, I don't know, maybe you do in the business world, like land the plane, but I only hear it when it's in that men's prayer. Um, um, and, and in church, I'm like, land the plane. I've never heard that before, but here we go. Wrote it down in my notes. So the last point, the last point is, is to not get familiar with the fire. The last point is to not get so caught up in the church normals that we get familiar with what the fire can actually do for us. To not get familiar with who Jesus is. And I know that we, a lot of us know that story of when Jesus goes back to his hometown and, and everyone recognizes him as the carpenter and, and you know, and recognizes him. And, and, and it says that Jesus wasn't able to perform many miracles. He healed some, but he wasn't actually able to heal more in the multitudes because of that familiarity. And so my question just this morning is where in your life do you feel like you've started to get familiar with Jesus? Where, where you once were sprinting down to the altar, raising your hands, fully surrendered to where now there's a little bit of compromise and maybe some pride that's come in of, of oh, I just don't need that this morning. Or, or maybe you've even hit like levels of leadership and, and you're leading other people. And, and then you're like, man, what are those people going to think? Like if, if I come down and, and I surrender to this altar call, what is this person going to think of my leadership? And so where have you maybe gotten familiar with the fire? And this one really hits home because as we started leading youth, that was something that the enemy really used in my head a lot was, man, you lead youth. Like, 
you can't struggle with that. What are these youth going to think? Like, how can you walk, how can you tell a youth to get free from this when you're still dealing and struggling with lust? Or how can you tell a youth to find joy in this when you can't even surrender your own pride to lay it down at the cross? And the enemy really did a, a, a work in my mind for a season, not anymore, amen, did a work in my mind in a season, though, and, and, and it wasn't, it was actually because I, I, <laughs> I let them. I didn't take those thought captives. It was something that I was just letting torment my head, and it was like me energizing the enemy's grip over my life. And so in those, mom- in those moments where we, we, you know, pray over the book of miracles, maybe you've been praying for something for so long that you've just lost hope in it that, man, I've gotten too familiar with raising my hand, like, and it hasn't happened yet. You know, Kaylee and I have been believing for a, a baby for a long time. Yeah, and I've gotten dreams, and I know that it's coming, but where was I familiar with Jesus where it was like, oh, I don't think that he can actually show up this morning. I don't think he can actually, if someone lays their hand on me, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what this person's got that the other person last week doesn't have, and and so I'm actually going to hold back and not raise my hand. And so this morning, to really just lay down those walls of, of pride, to lay down those walls of, of, even if it's just insecurity, to really start picking back that joy and that fire again, where you once lost the awe and that first love of Jesus, to pick that back up this morning. And just like in that analogy of the goldsmith, again, I think that's what they're called. The goldsmith doesn't actually pull the gold out of the fire until the goldsmith can see his reflection in the gold. And this morning, thinking of that pain, maybe thinking of that offense or bitterness that you don't have joy in, or maybe that familiarity, where is Jesus wanting to see his face in that gold on the inside of you, that he's doing something, he's doing a work on the inside of you, but he doesn't see his face yet. What are those things in your life that you need to surrender and face this morning? Those areas of your life that you know God is wanting to remove those impurities. He's wanting to shift the the atmosphere and the thermostat of your life, but it's up to us to choose and say, yes, God. Here it is. Here's the things that I need to lay down and surrender again. Here's the pain that I'm wanting to face. I'm wanting to face it with you, Jesus. I give it to you. I give it to you. Those, Those dark areas of your heart that the enemy has just kept that door locked. Where are those doors this morning that you need to actually open up and let the light of of Jesus, the promises, the faithfulness, and the grace of God back into your heart? And so this morning, I just want you to ask yourself that question. Where does God not see his face yet in me? In that, in, that, in that area of my heart, in that area of my life, where is God not seeing his reflection in? Because in Malachi 3, it says that he sits as the refiner, which gives me trust and hope that he isn't impatient with my process. If he's sitting as the refiner, that means he's not walking around stressed out. I don't know if uh, maybe it's, it's 
when I get kind of like stressed out, the first thing I want to do is like start shaking my, my beaver tail and start walking around and just wondering what's the net, what, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? Who do I need to talk to? And I'm moving. But as Jesus is sitting as the refiner, as he is sitting as the refiner of gold, the refiner of your life, as he is sitting there, we have a trust in him that he is not giving up and impatient with my process. He isn't, he isn't looking at the impurities that are coming up and being, man, you should have already been freed from that. You should have already have let that go. You should have already forgiven that person. Like, why haven't you, I've given you so many opportunities, so many altar calls, so many book of miracle moments to forgive, to release. And so, where is, is, is God asking and, and, and showing you in your heart right now that, that, that he is just refining and tuning in this moment, that he just doesn't see his face yet, with a capital Y-E-T, yet. He doesn't see his face yet in that scenario, but we can't give up and lose hope because things have gotten hot and there's pain and there's sparks flying from ironing, sharpening iron, and, and we can't lose hope in the midst of that trial and that mess that you may be walking in this morning. And so with every, uh, with every head closed, every, every head bowed, every eye closed, man, I, I practice that in the mirror so many times. And I think it's just like, it just happens. It just happens. just happens. In the military, it was called the airman shrug. You just, well, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Just came out. Kaylee's like, you have so many more facial expressions without a Yosemite Sam mustache on your face hiding your mouth. And I'm like, I do. That's great. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want you, and this is a moment between you and Jesus. This isn't a moment between you and uh, the person sitting next to you or the person that you're thinking about, man, I really wish they were here to hear this message. This is a moment between you and Jesus, the author and the creator of heavens and earth who has called you out of darkness, called you out of bondage, called you, into the light. And I just want you to just ask that question. Where are the things maybe in your heart that you haven't faced some pain in yet? Maybe the trials of the season of life right now have gotten a little too hot and you're too focused on the circumstances or everything that's going on. In this moment, I just want you to focus and tune in to what God's speaking to in your heart right now. Where are those areas of pain that you may have not fully let go of or surrendered to the cross or, or areas of pain that you just haven't confronted and faced and maybe let someone in this morning to actually open up about that pain. There's freedom, there's healing. The Bible says, man, when we repent to one another, there's healing. Or maybe where have you lost some joy this morning? Like in your own heart, be real. Be real with yourself. Be real, real with yourself. Don't try and put, I know, Halloween's coming up and you take the mask off this morning. It's okay. Jesus is going to meet you where you're at. And just be real with him. Where have you lost some joy? Where have you maybe felt just bitterness, 
rising up where someone says something that wouldn't have drove a, a snarky response, but maybe there's just things in your heart right now that you just need to confront and deal with. And, and, and maybe you just haven't, maybe I'm walking through seasons without any joy. And you just felt like you just haven't been strong and that strength there because you just haven't had joy to where you've almost, it's, it's been a lot harder to be thankful for God's goodness and praise him for what he's done because we just haven't had that joy. Or, or the last thing is, is where have you maybe compromised and gotten familiar with Jesus's presence to where it's actually lost hope in some things in your life? Maybe you've gotten too familiar with coming down to the altar and what this really is and what this means. You've gotten too familiar with just going through the motions of showing up at church, but nothing really changing. Nothing really feeling like there's, there's just not breakthrough taking place. And you've just gotten familiar with showing up and high-fiving the neighbor and, and, and smiling and putting on that, that front. And so if you're in one of those three categories where you feel like you need to face some pain this morning, you need to confront it, Maybe you've lost some joy and you need joy to be restored. Or maybe you're in that season of you just gotten a little bit too familiar with Jesus. And I, and I say those three things, so that way it doesn't highlight one or the other. Maybe, you're, maybe it's all three. But if you fall in those one of three categories of you need to face some pain this morning, you need to restore some joy, or you just need to have a fresh surrender again and just reignite that, that first love and that drawing to Jesus. We're gonna, we're gonna go into a worship song. And if, and if you're in one of three of those categories, I just want you to just come down to the altar, come down to the altar and just worship and just allow Jesus to do that work in your heart where you feel like you need to just let some pain go to him, where you feel like you need to just restore your joy again back to that strengthening position to give thanks and praise. Or maybe you just need to just get, get shaken up a little bit and, and, and undo that familiarity with Jesus. We're gonna go into a worship song. And I just want you to just come to the front and just worship for a few moments. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.